In the Gospel of Mark chapter 12, Jesus says that the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Good morning, Christian America. And that's what we're going to talk about today. As we get into the word, we get into the Gospel of Mark chapter 12. We're going to start at verse 1 today. Jesus is giving us the parable of the tenants. The tenants who are who are bad tenants, who don't live up to their agreement with the master, who take things into their own hands. They turn devious once they've accumulated a little bit of, uh, of, of wealth amongst themselves, and they try to take rather than give. Jesus has a message for all who are charting that, that path. He has a message for us. He has a message for our leaders. Let us get into the word so that we don't fall into the same traps that these tenants do. Good morning, Christian America. All right, good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort where we seek to revitalize the Christian faith across this nation. Friends, I would tell you, uh, we have some transition going on in, in, in my life right now. And um, we would have loved to come to you on Monday, except uh, we were, uh, I was traveling. Uh, I couldn't find the time nor the equipment to, uh, to put together this video. So we decided to wait. I didn't want to skip a week though, without giving you a little bit of the gospel, which you hopefully you've been accustomed uh, to getting into at least once a week, at least here with us. You should be going to church on Sunday. You should be coming to uh, to this podcast on usually on the Monday uh, Monday morning to get into the Word of God, to get into an, another dose of Scripture. We come to you again on Friday to give you a little bit something different, hopefully a little bit of uh, inspiration and information, education on how you can incorporate the Word of God. You can incorporate the biblical principles that God gives us into your everyday life that you can be inspired then to go out into the world and put up that armor of God that and, and stand firm on righteousness. Stand firm with goodness. Stand firm with your belief that you are not of this world, that you are of something higher, that you are a part of something bigger, that you are a part of something better, and that and that exactly is the family of Christ because you are a child of God. You are a brother. You are a sister. You are a family member into this Christian family that we are creating, that God has created, and that we're trying to rebuild and revitalize across this nation. So we come to you uh, usually on Monday. However, thank you for tuning in this Wednesday. Hopefully, you're able to, uh, to subscribe to this podcast whether it be our YouTube channel, our Rumble channel, and get the updates or uh, or, or any of the podcasts, uh, audio-only podcasts, we so can get the updates either on your smartphone or an email saying, hey, we've put out a new, uh, some new content. Why don't you go check it out? And if you're following us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter um, or Parlor, thank you very much. Thank you for, for following us. Thank you for tuning in. There is no community without you, without the members of the Christian American community. And again, we don't, we say Christian American because we put Christ first and we love this country. This country was founded on Judeo-Christian values where it is founded on the ideas that God gives us in scripture. Don't let anyone tell you any different. If they're telling you different, they're trying to mislead you. They're trying or, or they're just mistaken completely. 
um, but the ideas of equality, the ideas of the uh, the right to life, the light, the right to liberty, the, these are found, friends. You don't have to look far; they're found in Genesis one and Genesis two. Um, the most important issues of our day, probably of our day, are found in Genesis one, Genesis two, Genesis three. Who we are, what we're meant to do, what provide us, what provide us. Uh, purpose and meaning in our lives, what our lives are about, how we have, how we come together to have a marriage, how we come together to have a family, to do the work that God has set us uh, on this earth to do. All of these things are found right at the beginning. Don't let anyone fool you. So uh, that's why it's important to tune in. And hopefully you get value out of these videos. Hopefully you get value out of some of this content, some of these articles, some of this information and education that we put out. Uh, if you do, thank you. Um, all, only thing we ask is that you share it on your profile, that you share it on social media, that you subscribe. We don't ask for donations. There's no place that you can donate to us. We ask for your participation, participate in being a part of the Christian American community because friends, without, without faith, our world is a mess. And so uh, not very different from the parable that we're going to talk about today the scripture that we're going to get into today so hopefully you got your bibles and if you don't that's fine because we're going to show it to you we're going to read it to you and then we're going to discuss jesus and the gospel of mark is if you followed us recently he's in jerusalem he's cleansed the temple he's uh spent the night in bethany he's uh withered the the fig tree for not providing good fruit um and he's back in jerusalem and he's teaching to his disciples he's teaching and preaching in front of the uh the scribes and the religious leaders of his day they are testing him um and he's got parables for them he's got questions for them they're trying to get him off balance but he and he in turn gets them off balance it's a game or it's a it's a uh, a challenge of words and teachings and when you're going against jesus friends Obviously, you know who the winner, uh, you know who the winner is going to be. You know who the one uh, who knows all, um, you know, in the name of Jesus. And so uh, you're going to see this play out in this passage that uh, that I'm going to show it to you and I'm going to read it to you. And then we're going to discuss a little bit about about how familiar this parable seems. Um, at least it does to me. And let's see if it does to you as well. So the Gospel of Mark chapter 12 starting in verse 1 the parable of the talents it says that he began to speak to them in parables a man planted a vineyard put a hedge around it dug a wine press and built a tower then he leased it to the tenant farmers and left on a journey at the proper time he sent a servant to the tenants to obtain from them some of the produce of the vineyard but they seized him beat him and sent him away empty-handed. Again, he sent them another servant, and that one they beat over the head and treated shamefully. He sent yet another whom they killed. So too many others. Some they beat, others they killed. He had one other to send, a beloved son. He sent he sent him to them last of all thinking they will respect my son but those tenants said to one another this is the heir 
Come, let us kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. So they seized him and killed him and threw him out of the vineyard. What then will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come to put the tenants to death and to give the vineyard to others. Have you not read this scripture passage? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord has this been done, and it is wonderful in our eyes. They were seeking to arrest him, but they feared the crowd, for they realized that he had addressed this parable to them. So they left him and went away. Friends, there's a, there's a ton to um, un, unpack in this passage. First and foremost, as Jesus provides this, th this parable to the leaders and the hypocrites, the scribes um, in the city of Jerusalem, it's meant to show them that there is someone greater. He is the master. Now, these people, the religious leaders of the day, they understand the concept of God. They worship the God at this point of the Old Testament, Yahweh. They, they, they assume that only they, though, have the authority to preach. And when only a small few have so much authority as fallen men, and nearly every organization that's ever existed, once power is accumulated and it gets smaller in, in the hands of the smaller and smaller crowd, corruption takes place. These are corrupt leaders. These are leaders who won't listen to the Son of Man. These are leaders who don't recognize Christ right there in front of him because they're blinded by their own greed. They're blinded by their own arrogance. They're blinded by their own ambition. So many of us today are blinded by greed and ambition. So many of us are blinded by the temptations of the world that we can't see the work of God. We can't see his handiwork here in front of our eyes today. We assume that because we have so much technology, because we live in the 21st century, that we are doing things as a people, as a society that no other people in society have ever done, that we must be so much more intelligent than all the people who have come before us. This is a fallacy. It's a fallacy of technology. It's a fallacy of information. Simply because you have data in front of you, simply because we have information, doesn't mean that we have wisdom. Wisdom in human interaction. Wisdom in how to build and maintain and run properly a society. That is why we have scripture. That is why Jesus came down from heaven to give us his ministry verbally live out his life physically and then instruct his followers to write this down so that the rest of humanity would have the word of God to follow in his footsteps. How do we know? Because Jesus says to follow him, to follow in his footsteps, to pick up your cross and to follow him. 
seems kind of familiar to this uh, uh, this parable of the tenants. Second, what happens? The tenants who have been gifted this land, this isn't their land. This isn't their world. They've been given this land to work by the master. Similarly, if you go back to Genesis chapter one and chapter two, God creates man and he puts them in the garden, puts him in the garden to work it, to do the job that he tells them to do, to work and to care for what is God's. This parable is a it is very similar to to that portion of the book of Genesis. This parable can also be related to us because God has given us this land. He's put us on this earth. He's created all of these things. Now, what are what do these do these tenant farmers, these tenant workers do? They become arrogant in their own success. They've created something. They've obviously been successful because the master sends his servants to get some of the produce. At Verse two, at the proper time, he sent servants to the tenants to obtain some of the produce of the vineyard. So the vineyard is successful. The tenants are doing the job that they're supposed to do. But when the time comes that they're supposed to give something else, they're supposed to live up to their part of the bargain. They don't want to do it. The temptations of the world, the greed of the world take take hold within them. And they say, yeah, we're not going to do that. We're not going to give you anything. We're going to send these servants backpacking. And for our trouble, we're going to rough them up a little bit. They beat them. Uh, they stone them. They treat them shamefully. Eventually, they start to kill them. So as the master is sending people, first they ridicule them, then they beat them, and then they start to kill them. Where, where, where do we find this pattern play out? All through the Old Testament. When the Old Testament comes, they talk bad about Moses. Moses, why did you bring us out of the desert? You brought us out of slavery just to have us die in the desert. They, they, they speak ill of these prophets. Eventually, when the prophets start to scold the people of Israel, the people of Israel just start to kill them. And so now you, you have prophets who become martyrs. This is another example that's, or a, another aspect that's embedded into this, into this parable. It's also, it also points to us because again, we have been gifted this planet. We have been gifted this life, but we become so arrogant in our ways that we assume that we don't need God. That's why we have such a secular society, at least in our country today. We assume that we don't need God. We assume that we could do this by ourselves. We assume that we can create technology. We can create a new way of interacting with one another through social media, for instance. But look at the calamity that occurs when we don't know how to properly communicate, when we don't know how to properly behave ourselves, we can turn social media into a cesspool. And, and it tends to be somewhat of a cesspool. Why? Because we've, because we're making it this way. We collectively, this podcast, this community, we repeatedly say that 
you should be using your social media to send good messages, to send inspiring messages, to send motivating messages, messages that lift up people, that bring people together, that share in good times. But that's us. Why? Because we listen to the word of God who tells us to love one another as we love ourselves and that we should lift up people, that we should give hope to the hopeless. So we should point people to Christ, that we are commanded to make disciples of all nations and we can use social media as a tool to do that. But the enemy will also use this tool for his works. And, and, and his schemes and his lies and his division. And when we think that we don't need God, we think that the master of the vineyard is not paying attention and can't do anything to hurt us. What do we do to people of faith? Well, those people tend to criticize us, ostracize us, marginalize us, beat us, jail us, and if you look across the world, they're killing us. Here we are, messengers, servants of the master, who are trying to tell the people of the world, the people of the vineyard, that you owe something to God and you should act accordingly. And what do they do? The same thing that the tenant workers do to the master's servants. That's why it sounds so familiar, because it's happening today. Jesus says, as he's talking to these hypocrites, as he's talking to these Pharisees and scribes and Sadducees, what do you think that the master will do to the tenants? He will, he will come, put the tenants to death and give the vineyards to others. Is that what we want? As someone who is trying to live a righteous life, do we want God to come down and put us all to death? If the answer is no, then we need to get right with God. If the answer is no, then we need to start to obey his commands. If the answer is no, that we need to take some responsibility on ourselves, that we go out into the world and make believers of Christ. We go out into the world and not succumb to the temptations of the world. We go out into the world and not succumb to the temptations of the flesh, but that we live in the spirit, that we live of God in this world, but not live of this world. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Because Jesus says that the, build, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. He should be the cornerstone of our lives. Starting with Jesus, everything flourishes. If you try to, to build a house without a foundation, it's going to just fall apart. You can't add the foundation after the home is already built. It just won't work. You have to start with the foundation. If you start with the foundation, if God 
is your foundation. And from that, everything is built upon, you will succeed in this life and everlasting life. When you put your faith and your trust in the Son, when you put your belief in our Lord and Savior, who is the truth, the way, and the life, when you start there, everything that grows out of that is righteousness. It's good because it comes from God. And if you don't, then the opposite occurs. If it's not righteous, it, it, it's wicked. And if it's not good, then it's, it's bad. If it's not of God, then it is of Satan. That's objectively as clear as I can be. And all within this passage should be a reflection of what you see in this world. Now, friends, this was written 2,000 years ago. And yet, it's as true as if somebody wrote it down today. How could that be? Because God's word stands the test of time. The way that we interact with one another is the same today as it was back then. And if we don't have a good shepherd, we are simply lost sheep. Does that make sense? Friends, I hope you get value out of this podcast. I pray that you do. If you like messages like this, if you support what we're trying to do here, we don't have, again, we don't ask for donations. We want your participation. Share this with your friends and your family. Share this on your social media uh, profile. Subscribe to this YouTube channel. Subscribe to this Rumble channel. Subscribe to this podcast on all the podcast platforms. You can do us a huge favor by doing that. And, um, and with that, we will come to you again on Friday to get into the word of God, celebrate him and prepare ourselves for the weekend. And until then, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.